0: And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the health begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, we had an interesting um, conversation today with myself. And it's one of these conversations that in my brain uh, works strangely, because what it does, it roams all over the place. It goes from one topic to the next topic to the next topic. Uh, But they all start to tie themselves together somewhere along the way. And this all started with, um, a couple weeks ago, my bridge that I've had for 10 years that goes across my pond uh, decided it was going to break for about the third time but this time whereas before it was the the cross slats that broke and you could just uh, take them off and replace them which wasn't easy doing while it was a bridge over a pond to be honest with you uh one time i fell through it and literally broke my leg and so i decided i need to strengthen it up and as i took the slats off i saw that the the actual cross beams were rotted out so i would sister in boards on both sides of that to try to keep it you know, strengthen it up. I held it together that way for 10 years. <laughs> just a couple of weeks ago, the thing just broke in half. And it's heavy. It's big. It's a big bridge. It's heavy. It took us four guys to get it off of there. We had set it up on some beams and slide it off of there. We couldn't lift it off of there. It was just too heavy. But with four guys and some effort, and then I had to cut it all up, and that took me a couple of days of sawing it up with a chainsaw and putting in trash can, get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. And... Then I started designing it. and As I started redesigning the bridge, I came up with, you know what, I'm going to rebuild this thing better than it was built before. So, I redesigned the whole thing, made it much sturdier, but also made it so it could be taken apart, whereas the old bridge could not be taken apart. All the fasteners on the the old bridge were buried, and you couldn't get to them, and they were rusted out. Whereas now, all the fasteners are very visible. I know where they're at. I know exactly how I can take it apart. If something rots out in the next five or ten years, I just take... Move the bridge, take that piece off, and put it back on again. Much easier. So what does this have to do with making a lot of money? Well, I think it has a lot to do with it. I just keep going around and around in my brain with this because it just goes on and on and on about everything I've ever done in life. And that is, what happens is you look at your life and you live with things in your life that exist there. And you're happy with them. Like when I first bought the house and the thing was brand new. And, and I loved it. The bridge was beautiful. I enjoyed it. You know, it's, nothing, it's really fun to walk across a bridge, across a koi pond, look down, and see all the big fish right below you. Beautiful. But as life goes on, things change. Things get old. Things rot out. And or you get better taste, higher taste, more expensive taste. Change all those words so that one of them fits where I'm trying to go with this. But the reality is, is that you start to redesign your desires in life. And I know when I first started dating my, my wife, um, we started with you know jewelry, and we started out with rings, and then necklaces, and big jewels, big stones. Then we went to bracelets, because we ran out of all the different we had every color stone you could have as a ring, and then we started matching the necklaces and the earrings with it, and now her collection is ungodly. And then that got to be, you know, once we got married, then it was like, okay, now she' got this giant diamond ring. So now she needs diamond earrings, and she needs diamond bracelets, and she needs this, you know it just it goes on. It just it never ends. It just gets more expensive all the time. You know you have a silver collection, then you have a gold collection, you have all this stuff, and then you have to have massive safes and massive security to take care of everything. And now you just think where where does all this end? Where does all this end? And the reality is is that it never ends. It just keeps going and going and going on and on and on. You just want more stuff. That's what you want. And in financial situation, you know you have one house, then I had ten houses, then I had hundred houses, then I had one apartment complex, then I had five apartment complexes, then I had ten apartment complexes. You just keep buying more. And the funny thing about buying more businesses, the more businesses you own, the more money you make, so you have more money to be able to go and buy more businesses. It's a bizarre, bizarre, strange you know, set of events that occurs. And when you look at this and you think about it, you, you stop and go, what is enough? And when you get philosophical about it, the answer is nothing. Never Enough is never enough. Why? Because it's just simply easy to get more. You can always get more. Where is this all going? Well, it, it, I started working on this bridge, and it, it really rekindled my interest in woodworking again. And I, I've been doing woodworking and building things my whole life. I took every shop class you could take in high school, and they, I had extensive shop classes in my high school. I had really good ones. So, I learned how to build almost everything, everything from wood to metal, you name it. I did it. And in my house, I have a 20-car garage, so I have... You know, one part of my garage is a tool area, building area, workshop, whatever you call it. Another part of another garage is um, where my train set's at. So I have a, have a train fetish, O-Gage train fetish, which is another hobby, another whole group of things that you accumulate and you buy and you upgrade and you change. I have my whole train collection put together three times each time, when I got it to where I wanted it. I go, ah, I'd see somebody else's, and I say, you know, that's not good enough. I'd tear it down and go, I'm going to redo this. I'm going to upgrade it so it's more realistic. It's bigger. It's better. It's whatever. And so, in the the version I have right now is torn down. It's waiting to be rebuilt again. And by the way, if there's anybody out there that lives in the Houston area that's a big O-Gage train advocate freak, fun Hobbyist, contact me at askdell at l u i n c dot com. I'd like to have some people to hang out with and talk about this. I know there's train guides and groups out here somewhere, and I've just never cooked up with them. But the reason why I think that's important is because what I'm going to talk about when I got back in this, this building thing, you know, I started getting interested in building again. I go, but this is really fun. I forgot how much fun it is to build stuff, and I have all the tools and equipment to do it and everything. But somehow, when you're doing it, you start thinking, you know what? Something came to my head. You know, I've had these same tools anywhere from 10, 20, or 30 years, depending on which one I'm talking about and how old they are. They all work perfectly. Tools never wear out. They were really don't. They're like lifetime purchase. But then I started going, you know, but my whole life, I've always wondered what it'd be like to have the top-of-the-line tools, you know, the whole workshop of top-of-the-line tools. And I said, hmm, OK, let's go find out. And So, I started looking on the internet, and what I'm going to get into right now is something called the learning curve. Or I put it in a question form and said, how you learn is how successful you are. Meaning that, once I decide I want to know something, and I want to be good at it, then I'm going to go absorb information like you wouldn't believe. In just one or two days, I want to know everything there is to know about a topic. So I started by looking on the internet, looking at YouTube channels, and studying about different sets of tools and trying to find out which is the best make for these tools. Should you buy. Is some tools, you buy this kind of tool for that and that kind of tool for something else? Or do you buy all the same brand? Is is there one brand that's just superior? You should buy all that brand. Or should you mix up the brands because one brand has a better table saw and another brand has a better joiner, another brand has a better planer, another brand has a better drill press, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Or do you want the coolness of everything in your shop to match? Man, I went around and around with all those thoughts and ideas and everything. Today, I'm talking about learning curves and how yours works compared to how mine works. and And really, how is your learning curve adding to or detracting from your success? So one of the things that I found I was getting into right before we got pushed off to the break there was that, as I started looking around for information about tools, I found that what I knew and who I was talking to was peripheral. So, what do I mean by peripheral? Well, you know, when you go out there and you look into almost anything, and this is where it crosses back over to lifestyles and, and making money and so forth, you're talking to people who have got a little bit of knowledge about a lot of things in most cases in life. And so you can talk to them and they can give you a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of information. So I, in woodworking, you know, there there are stores that's, that specialize in woodworking and you can go to them and you can talk to the people in there. And when I went into those stores, I noticed that you know, these guys that actually do woodworking know a lot more than anybody else who can just talk to you about woodworking. So there was a higher level of information. And they knew about a level of tools that was a higher level of tool information than what I was looking at when I looked in the generalized stores where you would normally go to buy you know, like Lowe's or Home Depot or anything like that, you would go, these guys had higher expectations. I guess one of the stores is Rockler is a woodworking store, right? All this is irrelevant, except the idea behind what I'm getting to. And that is that after I went to Rockler, which is a higher end, I had a, a little bit different set of ideas, which sent me back to YouTube again, because now I was looking up more specific information. And when I started looking up more specific information, I found that I didn't know everything. That even though I'd been studying it for a day or so or two days or so, that there was way more to understand than what I was looking at. And so, I decided I need to go and talk to a professional tool company. And I found the best tool company in Houston, Texas and went there. And um, I spent like a half a day at this store. I became friends with like every guy. Hey, man, what about this? What does that do? How about that? What are the upside, the downside? Which one's best? Because they had multiple brands and not just multiple types of tools. Let's say there's 20 types of tools, but then there's three or four brands of each of those tools. So, we're talking about 80 or 90 things I had to look at and just you know make my decision. So, I came to this additional conclusion in my life. I said, you know what? I'm sitting here at 65 years of age. I'm rich as can be. I'll never spend all the money I have. Why not just buy myself everything? And then I started looking at the prices of these most expensive tools, and I go, hmm, this is well within my reach. It's almost nothing to me to buy the nicest set of stuff out there, which then changed my expectations. So now, all of a sudden, I'm going, well, then let's retool. And that led me to all kinds of problems. Like, and I can see where this comes into your problem. You say, okay, I've got a 401k, I've got an IRA, and I could see it's not doing anything, and I could get, there's a whole much better way to invest my money. But then you run into this thought, but what do I do with the old stuff? So I'm sitting here going, but what do I do with my old tools? They're perfectly fine. I've had them for years. I know exactly how to use them. I've got them on mobile bases. They roll around. They all fit in my, you know, my shop just perfectly. What do, do I just throw those away? What do I do with them? And I don't know if there's any you know, place for use tools, if you could sell them or if somebody else wants them. I don't even know. That now there's a whole other piece of information I have to look up. And I have to study. So, the point I'm getting to is that the more you look into things, the more you find out you don't know. And that's the same way when you go decide you're going to start investing in real estate or anything else. Is The more you look into this, you think you know what a rental property is. You have no idea. You think you know what the options are. You have no idea. You think you know how to manage a business. You have no idea. People go into business with the concept of we're going to get out of the red within a year or two. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You go into business to make money. There's no reason to go into business to lose money, but they do it. They do it all the time, and that's a business philosophy, right? I see it on a Shark Tank all the time. People come in, yeah, we're 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 still pre-revenue. <laughs> Of that term. We're pre revenue. What the heck does that mean? You know, if I ran a business that didn't make me money, I wouldn't be in that business. I'm not pre revenue, I'm post revenue. So I started looking at this stuff and I got more and more and more information. And then you start getting down into the details because now you're at the level where you realize you don't know. Now you're in the situation where you really want to know. And so, when you get into this real estate stuff, and you start looking at these deals, there is a hundred things to know about an apartment complex before you buy it. I can walk through it, after doing this for 30 years, walk through that apartment complex, ask four or five questions, look at a set of financials, and know 98% of what I need to know about that property. A little research, so I can find out the other 2%. But you... And me, when I first started, had no idea what to even look for. Had no idea what you were looking at. Right? And so, when you start something new, you've got to ask yourself, are you willing to go and get all the information? Now, I'm a Type B personality. I'm an information hog. That's all there is to it. I got to know. You know, that's a dirty, hairy thing. You know, he said, do you, Did I shoot five shots or six shots? It's the most powerful handgun in the world. You got to ask yourself, do you feel lucky? <laughs> the guy said, I got to know. <laughs> I feel that way in life all the time. I got to know. You know, what if I make a mistake? What if I make the wrong decision? Now, here's the other side of that razor sharp blade. It cuts both ways. I was talking to a guy the other day at the tool place. He said, Yeah, you can't get anything shipped anymore. The country's shut down. The container ships are, are stranded. The truckers have gone out of work. Um, you can't buy anything anymore. He said, I made the mistake of waiting for, you know, I, I called up and said, I want to order some tools, you know, for him to buy wholesale to sell. And the girl goes, "Yeah, we'll give me your PO. Let's get a order for you right now." He goes, "I'll call you tomorrow. I got I got something else going on right now. I'll call you back." She goes, "They won't be here tomorrow." Said I called back the next day. They weren't there. They're gone. Said I did that twice before I realized the truth. So it really comes down to, if you're going to be successful in life financially, if you're going to be successful. Physically, if you're going to be successful in anything you do, you're going to need massive amounts of information. But you can't take all day to go get it. you got to leap on that and jump on it and get to know it and get to know it quickly. I remember in college I had straight A's up until I got a B and quit college. That's kind of arrogant. I understand that. But it was just I had a studying technique that just never failed. And that was I read the book before they made us. So, I read the whole book and knew what the topic was about. So, we walk in on day one, I'm talking with the teacher. Not the teacher talking at me. We'll be right back with the Del Womsey Radio Show. allowed 15,000 members into your sandbox. Thank you. And so that speaks volumes. So for that, and as a family- So you know why I did that? Everybody always asks, why did you do this? Because I was an ugly kid. My parents used to have to put a pork chop around my neck so the dog would play with me. And so I always wanted to have friends, and I figured if I could make people rich, they might be my friend. Join Dell and his successful friends. Start with the free online workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Welcome back to the Del Walsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about your learning curve and how yours works compared to how mine works and how successful these learning curves are. As we went to break, I was talking about a trick that I learned in college was uh, to get straight A's is that I would start the season, the semester out, by reading the entire book that the teacher gave us, the syllabus, and know everything about the topic the day one I walked into the class. And the reason for that was then the teacher didn't speak at me, the speak, the teacher would speak with me and I would ask them questions and stuff. And what I'm getting to is that this type of education where you absorb the information, and then go back and talk to somebody else about it is really the best way to learn. And I was looking up, there's something like 3QP or something, learning techniques. I saw it and I was going to bring that into the show today, but then I thought, nah, I don't really need to do that. I can talk to you in my own method. But the point that's important was, is that when I'm in a learning situation, I realize I can do only, I got to go get All of the peripheral information I can get my hands on, research I can get my hands on, then i got to go talk to somebody. Because the back-and-forth communication brings out nuances and things that you just don't get. So, when I started Lifestyles Unlimited, I realized that you had to have that kind of hands-on help to be able to go and do what we do. The sophistication of what we do, the amount of money we're working with, demands that you understand what you're doing. Seriously, but you can't just learn it all by internet and studying on the internet. That won't do it. You got to go sit with somebody who's doing it and sit, stand, talk. You could do it over a beer; it doesn't really matter. You've got to communicate with people. I went down to this tool store and spent, you know, must been half a day there talking to half dozen different people about different, whoever's an expert in this kind of tool and that tool and whatever, and on and on. And again. All of this is, I'm just, this is all coming to my mind because I'm watching myself reabsorb this information about woodworking and tools and building and then thinking, wow, look what all I can do, what I can do with all of this new powerful knowledge. I can build even better things and do it faster, quicker, better. And then I started thinking, but that's exactly the way I did my business. It's exactly the way I started real estate. I learned as much as I could. absorbed everything. I knew it all. In fact, I remember reading, and you don't need to do this, but I remember when I started Lifestyles, where I needed to know how to talk to people about stuff, I read legal books and then outlined them. So, I knew the law inside and out. I'm not an attorney. Don't even pretend to be. But I wanted to understand everything about what was going on, the verbiage and how it really worked. And the only reason I went into that extensive detail is because people came to me and asked me questions, and I said, you know what, I don't want to sit here like an idiot and tell you, look, I'm your mentor, but I don't know. Now there are some things I'll send people to attorneys about because I just don't think they're worth me absorbing that information because it's not utilized by ninety percent of the people I deal with here. But in most cases, what we do here, we have to know a heck of a lot about it to be able to do it, and so we we put this together now. I remember why life sales got started. It just came to me because it was about one of these learning situations. I was out at the time. had already been retired. Already retired. Been doing real estate for a couple of years or whatever. And I went to a seminar by a guy named uh, Jeff McCone. And I it wasn't Jeff McCone teaching. He had one of his lackeys teaching or whatever. And the guy did this seminar. And one of the things I thought was interesting, I, I think his seminar was on lease purchase agreements or something like that. But one of the things... Uh, And by the way, I can't find Jeff McCone. I keep trying to look him up and find him. I can't find the guy because I just wanted to let the guy know these white lifestyles exist and 50,000 clients all over the country because he did it wrong. And what he did was he had these seminars where they would sell books and tape information. The guy got up and spoke and he talked about this thing called the elephant and the mouse, where the big, strong people should help the little people. And I so we got done with the seminar, and I, I walked up to him. I said, "Hey, look, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm retired at 34 years of age. Uh, I'd be very happy to be, you know, the elephant for these guys and help them along, get them started. I can help them do deals." And he goes, "Look, sir, we don't allow solicitation in our seminars." I said, "What do you mean solicitation? You just said they, all these people, after they read your course or listen to your audio tapes, should run out and find me, a guy like me, to mentor them, to help them to." To be their partner or whatever. And he goes, Sir, look, if if you don't stop, I'm going to have to have security walk you out. I was irritated because the guy, I, said, I looked at the guy and said, You're a liar. Everything you just told these 400 people in this room here is a lie. You don't mean any of it. You don't really want these people to learn how to do real estate correctly and be safe doing it. You really just want to sell them a set of books and tapes. And the guy said, Sir, I'm going to have security escort you out. I said, you don't have to have security escort me out. I'm leaving because you are a blank, 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 blank. Well, interesting point was a guy didn't realize that his microphone was still on. And so everything he and I were talking about went through his mic out into the audience. When I walked out of that room, 200 people walked out with me. And they said, I want your help. They go, can I get your business card? I said, I don't have a business card because I don't have a business. I don't even have a job. You don't need a card if you don't have a job. And they laughed, and I said, look, here, somebody got a piece of paper, and the guy had a yellow pad, legal pad. I said, just here's my name and telephone number. I wrote it on the top. I said, everybody else put your name and number on there. And um, when it's all done, give me back the paper, and then we'll get together, and we'll meet. And so, I had people over to my house, and that's how I started Lifestyles, just had people come over, and I was teaching them, talking to them, mentoring them. And then somebody came along and said, hmm, you should turn this into a business. I go, yeah, okay, I'll do that. It's, i got nothing else to do. I'm retired. And so, we turned into Lifestyles, and every year we've found a way to do it better, bigger, faster learning, more extensive, more in-depth, better teaching. Everything just keeps growing. So, what I'm saying to you is, whatever it is you're going to do, you're going to need to get to that level where your information is high-level. Lifestyle is that when it comes to real estate investing. But whatever it is, you're going to need to sometime find real people to do it with, to talk with them about it. That's why I'm saying right now, anybody out there know O-Gage Railroad people in the Houston area that would like to get together with me, uh, I'd love to get together with some O-Gage Railroad people and discuss my latest layout creation and uh, see what ideas they have and what they can help me. Say, hey, you're not thinking about this. stuff. need to... Think of this, because that's what I found. Each time I went to the trouble to build that stupid layout, when I got to the end of it, I found out something new that I had never thought of. And I felt like the thing was a waste. I go, God, i got to tear it apart and do it again. That's wrong. You know, I just didn't even realize how wrong it was. But you go through all the effort and do everything and do it wrong. I know people who own rent houses and do it wrong. In fact, I would say 95% of the people, maybe 90 If I'm going to be a little less aggressive, 90% of the people take my course that have ever owned real estate before they took my course, come to me right up and go, you know what? I've been doing this for 10 years and I've been doing it wrong for 10 years. I wish I would have come and seen you sooner because man, you do it so much easier. You do it so much safer. You make so much more money with it than I do. The way I did it, gosh, I wish I would have just done that. And I know, and that's what I'm telling you that I'm, why I had to do the show today this way is I know I'm going through that curve right now with these tools. I know that I know a lot more than I knew just a couple days ago, but I also know there's a lot more to know, because it leads to accessorizing in life. What else goes with what else? Now you've got the basic understanding that there's six major tools that we need to have but there's all kinds of accessories that go with those tools. And so, you ask yourself, which one of these tools of the different brands? And there's about 10 different brands of the six different tools. So, you get about, you know 60 choices to make. But then you go, but what accessories does each one carry? And does the accessory sometimes make the whole tool more than the tool itself? And, man, you know, you start thinking about that. Okay, if I buy an apartment complex as opposed to a house, that's a decision. But do I buy a Class A, Class B, Class C, or Class D? And then, what can you do with an A, B, C, or D? What are the pros? What are the cons? What is the cost-value allotment in this structure? Do I make more money buying a Class A? I know it costs me a heck of a lot more to own, but do I make more money? Not necessarily. You probably make more money in Class D. But it's a lot more work. During the recession here, When the, what do you call it, the COVID thing last year, a lot of people had problems with people not paying rent because all their tenants were low-end tenants that worked at hourly jobs that were shut down, restaurants and so forth. But in a Class A apartment complex, we had no problem at all. Everybody had indoor jobs. Even people would just do their job from home. They are different kind of people. Today, we're talking about your learning curve and how you go about learning things. And I want to make a couple ending points here try to clarify some of the stuff I've just been babbling around here in a circle on. And one of them is, before you go out and do something, you should get a large amount of information. Number two, the large amount of information is not that hard to obtain. You're going to start with Peripheral, the big view, and you can get that by going on the Internet. I think YouTube is just wonderful. I think it's the greatest thing in this earth. For human beings, especially for somebody like me, which is a knowledge freak, you just like, sit for hours. In fact, I don't even watch TV anymore. I've learned to put YouTube up on my TV screen and my big screen TV in the movie room. And I can just call up YouTube and put it on TV. And it's just unbelievable. Way more interesting than the stupid stuff that's on TV. But you can just always be learning, continuing to learn. One of the guys, JB, here at Lifestyles, has a saying he lives by. And that is, always be learning a lifelong student. Constant lifelong student is his concept. And he just really believes that, that you've got to keep studying. Well, I, I agree with him. I mean, it's constantly learning something new. And I think for me, one of the things that happens is that I'm wanting to learn something new about something new. That's where the type A part comes out of people is that you can't, I'm all interested in something else now which is good. Which, by the way, if you ever get to the point where you're number one rich and number two retired, and you have all the time in the world and you have money, that's a dangerous combination. <laughs> and so you end up having more hobbies than you have time, even when you don't have a job. Even when you don't have a job, you literally can have more hobbies than what you have time for. What does that mean? You're never going to get bored, guys. Don't worry about losing your job or quitting your job and, and then not having enough time in life. That's not even a problem, not even a question, because there's tons of stuff to do. So, after you get the peripheral information, the next thing you need to do is go talk to somebody that knows about it, and let them start talking with you and formulating questions you haven't even formulated yet. Because the real problem is, you don't know what you don't know. And when you talk to somebody else that already knows, you're going to get a lot of that. Then what you're going to find is, you're going to need to go up a level. From there, now that you know more from this person, now you need research at a higher level, more specific. The higher specificity is going to mean that you're going to get really good at what you're talking about. Then you're going to need to find a higher level of expert. At lifestyles, we have a regular membership, it costs almost nothing to join. You get all the base information. You go to a 2-day or you can take it in four parts. You can go, you know, two nights in two weeks. It's four parts or you can go all in 2 days, Saturday and Sunday. Eight hours a day, and you get enough specificity. You could walk out of there and go buy real estate. I mean, it's, it's enough to get you going. But then we have hundreds of hours of training classes that are on the web, and so you can go to your training classes and learn more. And then from there, we have people you can talk to, customer service people you can talk to, uh, and then if you want, you can upgrade and go to a higher level of education. Get hundreds more hours of much more technical-type information. And then you can also get to experts, mega-millionaire experts that have done this. That's what they did to retire. They are retired, and now I've got them back here helping you. It's a level you can't find anywhere else. Multi-millionaires aren't going to just sit down and start talking to you about stuff. I know myself, I won't. If I'm in a bar or restaurant, because what do you do? I just tell them, I'm retired. <laughs> because... They don't have the time to give you the, the level of information. The questions you're asking when you're a beginner are just so unknowledgeable that you're probably referring to stuff that isn't even true. So, you're starting to make statements to, to people that are successful and go, you know, you know, it's a problem, though, to have taxes, tenants, and toilets. And go, what are you even talking about? You're out of your mind. So, th- there really is that situation where you need to learn this stuff in levels. In anything you learn, you've got to learn it in levels. I always thought it was interesting in school. Let's go to high school for that matter. It could be grade school, and then high school. Is that You learn math one year, and then you learn math the next year, and you learn math the next year, and math the next year, and math the next year. And And every year, it was kind of like they took you back about halfway of what you learned the year before and then brought you halfway forward into something new. And they, they overlapped this training. I didn't think much of it at the time. I was kind of bored with it, to be honest with you. I thought, man, why do we have to keep going over the stuff we've already learned? I really didn't like that. But that's how they thought they could teach it to you. Repetition, repetition, repetition. I think in this day and age, with the way that information is arranged, the availability of information, what you can get to and how fast you can get to it, I think that's a total waste of time. I think you can absorb ideas rapidly. And you can learn all the way from a beginner cursory understanding of what we're talking about all the way up to expert level of understanding in very short periods of time. And that, my friend, is what the show's about today. Do you have a 10-year learning curve on how to become financially free? Or would you like to turn that into a two-week learning curve on how to become financially free? And or, do you have a 10-year retirement plan, or would you like to have a two-year retirement plan? Or do you have a 30-year retirement plan? Leave that financial planner behind with that 30-year financial plan and come to Lifestyles and learn a two-year. You can do it faster. You can do it better. You can do it smarter. You just have to change your learning curve. You have to get to the point where you can gobble the information at a rapid pace, and take action on it, and then have people to talk to about it, and get feedback about it. And that, my friends, is what I created at Lifestyles.